Hi guys, it's Paul from Itris, and welcome to episode 6 of The Corner. On today's episode, we're going to be talking to the newest member of our team, Amy Fishenden. Amy's worked in customer service for over 10 years uh, in a variety of sectors, including cloud computing, networking, and manufacturing. Uh, so we're going to be quizzing Amy on her insight into customer success. So Amy, welcome to the corner. Thank you. <laughs> and welcome to Archis. Obviously, you've been with us coming up nine months now. Uh, how have you found it? Uh, good, yeah, really good. Uh, everyone's been really welcoming. Um, they've sort of spent quite a lot of time in, in the first sort of couple of months um, getting to know my way around the software, um, seeing what the customers will be using so that I've got a frame of reference then for when I'm talking to them. Always helps. Always useful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a lot to learn, um, but uh, everyone's been really helpful. Um, I've spent some time over with the support team um, and obviously I sit, well, not obviously, but I sit in the same office um, as sales and marketing anyway. So I get to see a lot of that side of it uh, day to day, uh, which I think has been really valuable. Um, just to sort of see across the business what everyone's doing and how the customer's journey would would go. Good. And how, how have you learned sort of the the, the software that we sell, Itris? Uh, so I've gone through uh, quite similar training to a customer would actually. Um, in some respects, I've I've had a um, sort of a walkthrough um, experience with um, with training um, and some sort of questions. Uh, so like a bit bit like a Q and A session. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that with uh, Nancy from our training team. Um, and really just practical use as well, you know, using it day to day. I've been recording all my my outgoing calls uh, using the system as well. So So we obviously use iTris for our internal use as well as as sending it to customers, which is a good testament of our software, by the way. Um, (laughs) So I've heard that you've actually completed the knowledge base. Is that true? I I mean, I have completed the knowledge base. Uh, There is a lot uh, to unpack there, but I I have been through it and, you know, as... As our customers will find, um, you know, I go back to it regularly. If there's something that I can't quite remember, yeah. I can just go and search for, for what I want. It's a really useful helps, tool. It helps me as your line manager because you've kind of got that there that you can query yeah. as well. Exactly. Um, so, you know, you haven't necessarily got to put your hand up and ask, how do I do this? Although I will. Which is good. No, <laughs> please, please do if you need it. Uh, so we've got obviously a few questions here that, that we're going to run through uh, that we've formulated. And you haven't had a view of these, uh, so... <laughs> Sorry, no pressure. Cool. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> so obviously today's session, we want to we want to tell the audience a little bit about sort of customer success. There's been a lot of talk in the industry recently uh, about bad customer experience, mm. bad support levels, and quite often companies come to us because uh, they're looking for a new system and they want to know how we sort of service our customers, how we look after them, mm-hmm. what we sort of offer. Uh, so I want to talk to you a little bit about your experience, sort of where you've been. And then we'll sort of delve into sort of our offerings and, and that kind of stuff sure. to let them know how we do it different, better. The right way. Yeah, the right way. <laughs> There's only one way. Good stuff. So, Amy, you've got over 10 years experience in customer service now. What does customer service mean to you? Um, for me, customer service can make or break company. Um, you know, if you are consistently giving out good customer service, that will only ever be a positive for for not only your customers but your staff internally as well um you know everything really pins around customer service it's all well and good selling somebody a product but if you're not then looking after that customer they're not going to stay with you for you know that longer journey that we all would like them to have with us Mm -hmm. um you know and on the similar note to that if you're 
um, offering that good customer service, then when they ring in and speak to your colleagues, that customer is going to a expect a certain level of customer service, and if that's coming back their way, brilliant. But on the flip side to that, if you're giving them bad customer service, they're going to ring in already with a sour taste in their mouth. And your colleague's going to have a horrible day because they've got somebody already grumpy on the phone. Yeah, sure. Um, and that's a difficult thing to do, isn't it? Because it you know depends on the the tone in which the the, the person is talking to you. Um, what you're saying is sort of if you maintain that sort of same level throughout, then only good things will come. Yeah. How how could that affect sort of in internally? You know the level if they're having a bad customer experience mm. how could that affect the, the the business or people that work for that business sure i think um it, it will have a knock-on effect undoubtedly um if you've got a customer calling in and, and they've you know explained as as well as they can what, what their issue is so they're calling in for some support um and they feel like they've not been listened to they're gonna you know get give not a very nice uh, experience to you as a, an employee you come off the phone then, you're in a bad mood, your colleague asks you something and you think, oh, I've got time for that. And all of a sudden, everyone in the office is kind of getting those bad vibes, if mm. if you like. Um, and it becomes a not very nice working environment. And, you know, in, in the long term, that's going to cause issues, isn't it? You know, mm. you want people to be happy in their workplace. Yeah, sure. And I, and, and I think one of my worst fears is bad reviews. Mm. Yeah, we're quite lucky we get a lot of very positive, very, very good reviews. We get the odd sour grape here and there. Of course. It doesn't. Um, I've seen the direct impact that can have mm. on on staff when we receive good reviews. Yes. And then again, like you said, on the flip side, if you receive a bad review, actually, it, it's hard not to take that personally, isn't it? Of course, yeah. You know, and especially if you've, you, you know, you've been delivering good customer yeah. service and you, you still get a bad review. Obviously, what we do internally with that um, just for your guide is, you know, we will always take those in isolation you know, and try and talk to the, yeah. see where we went wrong, see how we can improve. And I think over the years, obviously we've been going nearly 25 years this year, mm-hmm. um, we've learned a lot, you know, to do yeah. customer service. And I think, you know, a lot of our sales account managers, that kind of thing, they've, they've been trained internally. I think one of the benefits of, of bringing you yourself on board was your experience mm-hmm. with other customers. And obviously you stayed stood head and shoulders above, you know, other people we interviewed, mainly down to your 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 care and your, your oh, passion, you know, your genuine, but it was genuine, you know, a lot of yeah. people say, oh yeah, I'll give good customer service and here's some experiences, you know, I think with you in, in interview, it was, it was deep, your, your passion for I good, do, I do pride myself on it, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. That, and that, and that showed, and that's important to us actually, because it's important that we're employing the right staff mm. to give that level of customer service, yeah. which generally can fall outside of technical support That's or training or services we're delivering. Mm. You know, to have a customer success manager like you that is checking in with customers all the time. Yes. Um, you know, that's 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 sort of an added added value. Absolutely. So yeah. so I hope that, so. Thank you for coming on board. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so Amy, what would you say are the key elements of good customer service? Uh, I think it's to some extent having um, a bit of an internal process for yourself. Um, so for me, I'm always wanting to make sure that I'm properly listening to what I'm being um, told by the customer um, so that I can really understand what the um, importance of the issue is for them. You know, there may be a bigger picture, but actually these key things are things they really want to look at. Um looking at how we can resolve that, whether that's something I can do or whether it's something that I might need to ask a colleague for. Um, and 
you know, I'm relatively new um, in terms of the, the software that, that we're using. Sure. Um, so then are times where I have to say, I'm not really sure about that, but I'll find out. Yeah. And I think it's managing those expectations and making sure that your customer knows, you know, just because you don't know it doesn't mean you're not going to find that out um, for them and come back to them with a, you know, proper tangible answer. Um, and letting them know when they can expect that. Uh, for me, there's nothing worse than saying, you know, oh, they're coming back to me. When are they coming back to me? Mm. Oh, I don't know, boss. Sorry, she didn't say. Yeah. Not very helpful. So when I worked in the recruitment industry, one of the key things I was taught actually early on is never blag it. You know, mm. if you don't know the answer, like you were just saying, actually go and find out and don't be afraid to to, to say that to the customer. Absolutely. Um, and as I was saying, a lot of these guys will understand that, mm. the audience, because I'm sure they've all been there in that position, particularly when you're new to a business, new to a sector yeah. or industry. Um, I think the client that you're talking to, no matter whether you're a recruiter, whether you're in technology or what industry you're in, I think the client will always appreciate someone that says, I don't know, but I'll go and find out yes. and I'll come back to you Yeah, because you're not trying to blag it. Um, and quite often a lot of people will know when you're trying to blag it because maybe they know secretly what, what, what it's what about. Is. <laughs> give a little test. Yeah. So that's always good. When, when you perhaps do find the answer out to something, that perhaps is not you know what the you know it's not what the customer potentially wants to hear. Yeah. Whether that's a, a contractual question or, mm -hmm. or cost, how how would how do you sort of deliver that and and how do you sort of respond to like a negative reaction to some information that you're just sure. And um, I think being honest, no no one likes to hear what they would deem as bad news. Um, so. Uh, understanding that actually it's not going to be what they want to necessarily hear mm. um, and and explaining that, you know, look, um, I realise that actually this isn't perhaps the news you were hoping for, mm. um, but, you know, let's work on, on this together and, and see, you know, how we can get this resolved for well, you. Right. Um, you know, and actually if it's something that is coming up a lot, um, you know, then it might be something that we can, uh, you know, implement change for um, to stop other people having similar issues. Um, it may actually just be, unfortunately, something contractual, as you say, um, mm. that can't be worked around. But having that empathy and and really just being human about the whole process, yeah, actually, sure. I think is really important. Yeah. I mean, look, it's business at the end of the day. Exactly. Um, you know, but I think it is really important to have that personal sort of empathetic approach with it. Um, I think just the sort of coming up nine months that you've been here, there's mm. a few things internally, actually, that you've identified, mm. which is great um around our processes and actually oh this has come up a couple of times now can we do anything to resolve that sure absolutely mm. you know and we've we've changed a few things recently um nothing major but they're almost just these sort of tiny tiny tweaks yeah that could be made mm. just to improve that little bit of customer experience which Definitely. is great so it's yeah. not you know it's not just your responsibility to make sure like you said earlier it's every department mm. But it, it, it's stitched into every process, policy and procedure we have Definitely. internally. And none of that is written in stone. Um, no. You know, we've changed a hell of a lot over the last few years mm. internally. Um, but And we are always on this sort of journey just to, A, move with the times because, mm. you know, things change. Yeah. Um, but, you know, how can we be better? You know, that's the question we're always asking mm. internally. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, we've kind of got to a point where we're like, oh, yeah, we kind of need to employ someone who can do that better <laughs> yeah. than, than anyone internally, which, yeah. is, which, is, which is where you came about. So that's that's really good you said that. So we often talk about internal and external customer service. What's the difference between the two? 
Um, so external customer service um, is what it says on the tin, really. Um, it's your customer service that you're um, giving to your customers. So those um, buying products or services from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so your stereotypical customer service. Yeah. Um, so and that's what everybody thinks of, but actually, you know, it, internal customer service is different. More. Different More. thing. Different <laughs> thing again. Um, and equally as important, to yeah. be honest, you know. Having um, good customer service between your departments, you know, those interdepartmental relationships are so important um, because at the end of the day, you you want to be happy where you're working and you want to feel like you're, um, you know, sort of rubbing alongside your um, colleagues and all working for a common cause. And at the end of the day, that is the business, yeah. your customers um, and yourself. You want to be happy in your workplace. Um, so making sure really that you're offering good customer service to your colleagues um, is, I think, quite underrated um, yeah. and, and very important. I think that can affect, you know, hopping back to your first point, someone's receiving bad customer service, they tend to be more negative and that, uh, and yeah. that will rub off. If, you're, if, if someone internally that needs to offer good customer service mm-hmm. to the customer is receiving bad internal customer service, yeah. then that might might make them think, well, why do I bother being bloody nice and happy all the time? Yeah, much harder then for them to deliver, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we we've done blog posts and things like that in the past about interdepartmental communication. Like that's really important. Mm. What sort of experiences have you had in your nine months of being here? Um I suppose especially in the early days, yeah. when you first joined those first few weeks where you were finding your feet with the system, with customers, and yeah. you know, you're having to sort of not necessarily rely on other part departments, but get information from other de- departments. How have you found that communication in within Nitrous? And be honest. Oh, <laughs> be honest, he says. Um, actually, really good. Um, I think uh, I spent a little bit of time um, sitting in the various departments, and obviously, um, sort of went round and was introduced. So, kind of got a feel for what everybody does. Um, that really allowed me to just kind of have a, a better understanding of their workload. And I think actually that's really important is to see, um, you know, how they manage their days. Um, otherwise, you, you've got no idea what you're asking, if that's a big ask or, or something small. Mm. Um, I was very fortunate, you know, sitting with support, with training, um, uh, you know, a bit with the uh, development team, um, project management. I've I've sort of sat in in all the areas now and and they've been really really helpful and we've got a broad mix of people here as well yeah very much so we're a software house there's multiple departments all with various different skills and ultimately personality yes you've got your introverts and your extroverts and and you know we have a lot of very good staff and but but all who are all very different in Mm. in their own way and you know, a, a, a developer will 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 sit there in the zone, you know, yeah. coding. Yeah. Um, and you know, probably far less likely to 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 need to speak to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if you were, you know, there might be a bit more to me than someone that works on the front line with a customer or exactly. in sales. So, yeah. So that's good. And I think one of the benefits, um, you know, off the back of that, we've been able to do that because obviously the majority of our staff like working in the office. Yeah. We're all we're a fairly local. Um, sort of employer mm-hmm. um, so you know you don't live too far away from from the office um, it's an easy commute and an easy journey in for a lot of people and it's a nice working environment like you said earlier people like that and actually that just builds on that being able to get better internal customer service in my view I always prefer to if I need something I won't write a message to them on teams I'll make the effort to 
go to our second yeah. building or you know go to a different floor to actually go and see someone and talk to them face to face i feel like you build a lot more rapport absolutely with... yeah totally agree and obviously you, you know from a our department being sales and marketing and and customer success we're all on the same floor so that's yes. easy yeah but when you need something from support again like you said you being able to spend that initial time with them yeah to build those relationships so like Oh, Amy's nice, you know, rather yeah, than Amy's just right. these words that appear and ask for stuff. Keeps asking me questions. Yeah. Go away. This person that's <laughs> on the screen in her front room, uh, you know, yeah. day or, or whatever. Yeah. So I think it, it builds that, it builds that team, doesn't it? Um, and ultimately, it's easier to, to deliver that internal customer service. So yeah. glad, okay. glad everyone's been kind and helpful to you. Yeah. No one's been particularly mean. <laughs> Good. Don't name them, even if, no, I won't. Uh, if it's a word. <laughs> So we spoke earlier about the elements required for good customer service. What would you say are the key skills required from an individual to be good at customer service? Uh, first and foremost, they've got to be personable. If, you, if you're not good with people, you're probably not in the right role. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and with that comes um, empathy, um, you know, that real ability to understand where someone's coming from and actually identify with that rather than just, oh, yeah, I see what you mean. It's not genuine. Um, so you have to be genuine also. Um, attention to detail. Um, you know, you, you may be on a call and, and someone might say, I've got all these things, but what's really annoying me is, mm. you know, you've got to pick up on the things that actually are going to make the biggest impact mm. for your customer if you get those resolved. And would you dig there a little bit deeper? So if someone said, oh, I've got a problem with this. Definitely. Like, yeah. How is that affecting you? What exactly. You yeah. How, how's that affecting you? Um, can you give me an example, perhaps, mm -hmm. um, of, you know, what what is it you're actually trying to do and what you want the outcome to be yeah um because it might be that actually i don't know off the bat how to resolve that for them mm. um and then we're going back to internal customer service where we can go to another department with all the information they're actually going to need mm -hmm. rather than having to then dig again and mm. spend even longer unpacking that issue i suppose it's about sort of arming yourself isn't it with as much exactly. detail as possible yeah so it's not just oh they've got this issue because someone else in totally might say or have they tried this or yeah. what, how is that, hap how is is that happening? How is that affecting that? them? Or is that just for a user? Is that for the whole exactly. business or whatever? So yeah. I suppose if you can arm yourself with as much information as possible, that help you to help the customer. Exactly. Ultimately. Yeah. So that's really good. Obviously, we've mentioned empathy a couple of times. You know, I think we always harp on about that internally, you know, mm -hmm. as much as, you know, sometimes you might disagree with what someone's saying or not feel, you know, their pain points too much but just having that empathy yeah um, doesn't mean it's not affecting them and that's just life as well that shouldn't Absolutely. just be at work that yeah. should be with partners with people you might socialize with or, yeah. or whatever you know definitely if you're trying to talk to someone and they just sit there even listening or trying to talk over or whatever it's a bit yeah. you know to actually empathize and get in the zone with them mm -hmm. and understand yeah. why they feel like that is is really important what would you say is the biggest challenge that businesses face when delivering customer service? Um, I would say um, environmental factors, really. So um, sort of external environment, mm -hmm. you know, changes going on in, in the uh, in the world, really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, prices going up, you know, people now, you know, very relevant is that all, all the prices of all the fuels and overheads are all mm -hmm. going up. Um, you know, people are under more stress. Um, so you've got sort of political aspects of things. Unless you've been under a rock, we've just done a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone's been stressed. People yeah. have been off, um, you know, long term. That, that was a tough time for a lot of businesses like and, and to try and maintain that customer service level. And, you know, we'll pick a few points you said there, you know, price increases. Mm -hmm. 
most businesses will be putting their prices up, especially if they deliver some sort of service, a, a software, a subscription, mm. um, you know, energy is obviously, you know, yeah. just a different kettle of fish and, and mm. fuel, uh, you know, and a lot of that's been stemmed from wars and, yeah. um, like you said, economic sort of fallout globally. Um, but it's, you know, that ultimately with inflation, that, that has to pass on. Now, a lot of people will not necessarily see that as mm. good customer service, but sometimes it's it's a must, you know, particularly yeah. if the supplier that's perhaps putting their prices up is actually having pressures outside of their, you know, from their third party suppliers mm. that are also putting their prices up to perhaps use a system or, you know, heat an office or all this kind of yeah. stuff, you know, staff expecting higher pay. Uh, you yeah. know, obviously that's, uh, that, that's very topical at the moment. Um, so yeah, I suppose all of those things, you know, and again, you might added challenge. You might be delivering a, a, a message that people don't want to hear, yeah. but you know, I suppose it's the tone in which that's which that's delivered, yeah, uh, or supported. You know, when they're querying mm. why is is being open and honest with them. Um, I think one thing we've come across as well is is uh, competition or, or competitive mm. factors as well. Um, you know, so in order. For us to give good customer service, sometimes we have to either follow the competitor's lead in in what they're doing, and that's all fine and great. But sometimes that does carry costs, you yeah. know. So to keep up, particularly when technology is involved, you know, we want to be offering this feature that this system does, yes. or this service that this this customer that this this competitor does. Uh, so I think that can have a massive influence. So Amy, you'll be pleased to know. Last question. Okay. It's a juicy one. So oh, Sid. No. It's come from one of our sales team, actually, oh. Spencer, who you know and love. Is is the customer always right? Oh, <laughs> David, what are you doing to me? Yeah. Okay, so um, in short, no, sadly, they're oh. not. Um, I think it stems from obviously wanting to please and do all, all that you can for your customer as often as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is unfortunately a bit of an old-fashioned uh, phrase now, and we've learned as we've gone on through business as a, a nation and as a world um, that there are times where unfortunately that's not the case. Um, you cannot please all of the people all of the time, um, but you can make sure that they are looked after. Um, so no, it's my answer. I'm sure David. I don't know how Sorry, to take that because I think his view is the customer's always right. But well, then he course. does he does get himself in some tricky situations, delivering yeah. messages sometimes, which he might rely on you for. I think well, you know what you were saying there as well is is it, it's spot on, particularly in B two B. You know, B to B to C. You know, consumers. It's a bit different. Yeah, they yeah. they may have more influence over you know a business that's supplying them a a, a service or something like that. I think yeah. with business to business, it, it can be slightly different. I think, you know, the important thing is that the client's heard. Yes. And that we sort of let them know that, you know, maybe not say, no, sorry, you're wrong, but actually your opinion matters to us yeah. and it's valued as a customer. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to do all we can, mm-hmm. but 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 ultimately just the answer still might be no, right? Yeah. If they're asking for something. Yeah, sadly. Not, not Sometimes doable. it's just not doable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and you know, cheesy as it is, yeah, yeah che- cheesy as it is, you know, customer is king is true. Yeah, much as I hate the phrase, um, but it, it that's really where my focus is. 
not that they're necessarily always right, but actually they are the most mm. important. You know, yeah. we do know that without our customers, then we wouldn't have business. No, exactly. So at the end of the day, that's why people like me are in roles like mine. Yeah, and I think, you know, giving them that sort of internal ITRIS advocate that can be there for them to actually, okay, I've heard that this didn't yeah. go as planned. Let me see what we can do about that. Um, you know, just to try and give them comfort that yeah. they've got someone in, fighting their battle internally exactly. rather than just a sort of, you know, a stone wall of, you know, we're not a big corporate company anyway, no. but, that, you know, and we as we said earlier, customer services in everything we do, but actually just giving them a, a an internal voice. So, do you know what? You haven't got to talk to every department. I'm going to go and do that. I'll do that for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that's 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 good customer service. And like I said. Maintaining the relationships is yeah, it as well. Moving them forward. I'm sure over your ten years of experience, you've had to deliver some some sort of difficult messages and once or twice. You know, <laughs> it, it is a hard thing to put or to phrase, isn't it? Sorry, you're not. You know, that's not right. But look, yeah. I suppose as long as you're not just saying, sorry, you're not. That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're sort of following on from that with, but look, here's what we're gonna do to offering make that better. There may be an alternative. You know, offering that alternative or you know having that sympathetic ear when actually things aren't going the way that they'd like um you know that that really is it's the most difficult but in a weird way the most rewarding part of the role yeah. um a bit sick like that i kind of uh, quite quite like helping people when actually yeah. they're having a really rubbish day yeah. um because then sometimes you need someone that you can pick up the phone and have a whinge to yeah. and actually you may not get it resolved but you feel better because yeah. you know someone cares just make sure you don't turn into a punch bag right I would contend. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Good stuff. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Right, guys, that's it. Episode six done. Thank you, Amy, so much. You're welcome. I know you've not been here long, but in at the deep end. <laughs> in at the deep end, exactly. I hope you found the uh, corner very cosy. But guys, we really appreciate you watching and tuning into these episodes. If you did make it to the end, uh, please do give us a like. Feel free to comment as well your views on customer experience, and you know, share it, share it with your friends if you feel like. Some of your colleagues may need better internal customer service or you want to do some training or let people know the value of customer service for your business. Why not send them this episode? Cheers, guys.